How you doing? It's marvelous to have you here with me. I can't believe you're here, in fact. It's so marvelous. I, it's just always, every week, just so marvelous to have you here. Just guess where I just got back from, Boston. And I've returned not only with my Boston accent, but a heavy heart. And uh, as well as that worst accent in the world. Hopefully that will not impact the information I like to disseminate here on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. The show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making relationships the best they can be. Loss is horrific, especially at this time of the year, the holiday season. The loss of your relationship as you knew it in the case of cheating spouses, the loss of a job, or the worst loss of all, the loss of a loved one, which is what I experienced and why I returned to Boston last week. So I'm here, as I said, with a heavy heart, having lost a very special person in my life unexpectedly. And when I was there, I did notice that death brings out the worst in people. It also brings out a lot of people when you're Irish Catholic and from the Boston area. And the wake itself, um, there were 1,200 or more than 1,200 people who came to pay their respects to this wonderful woman. Emotions are running high. People are crying. They're drinking. There's unnecessary arguments. People asking the whole time in the planning, well, what would she have wanted? What would she have wanted? My answer, she would have wanted to be there. She would have wanted to be at that wake and to see all those people who came to pay their respects um, anyway, it's, it's tough times. And when you've lost somebody around this time of year, it makes those holidays that much more difficult every year to come. So <clears throat> I thoroughly enjoy all of my Boston relatives, the Irish Catholic relatives, and they're complete with their accents. Um, anyway, but uh, I am back here and appreciating life just a little bit more. And uh, here with you tonight, I'm Maureen. I'm your host of the CKNW, or I host the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I was corrected, and I stand here corrected tonight. I am your hostess of the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the feminine version of that. Uh, and But I do host the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, and here we are. I'm going to be talking about a lot of different subjects tonight. But sex is important, and that is why I take to the airwaves, in addition to going around the province and the country of late, speaking about sexuality and sexual health and why it's so important. I, I get a lot of emails from you, and I love the emails and the messages that I get, and thank you for sending those to me. I'm going to answer some of those tonight. I did thoroughly enjoy one that I got. I'm also on LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook, because you can't just have one venue or one outlet to disseminate the information, especially when it's a taboo subject like sex. So I did get one recently, as I got a lot of messages on LinkedIn. And this person wrote, Dear Maureen, you rock. Thank you for the links you send out on LinkedIn. I really appreciate it. So that's great to hear some feedback. I also have, uh, I'll read another, a few other emails that I've received through LinkedIn and through my post on LinkedIn as well. We're going to lighten things up right now and just explain to you just how important sex is and where it comes on Steve Martin's agenda. So we're going to play a little, have you heard this? Steve Martin every year for the last eight years has done his little Christmas wish in, in the, in the wingback chair on Saturday night live. And it's absolutely hilarious. And I just thought in case you haven't heard it, I would share it with you tonight uh, just to show that, you know, I might be doing something right here, uh, educating about sex because he thinks it's pretty important as do I take it away, my friend. If I had one wish that I could wish this holiday season, it would be that all the children of the world to join hands and 
sing together in a spirit of harmony and peace. If I had two wishes that I could make this holiday season, the first would be for all the children of the world to join hands and sing in a spirit of harmony and peace. And the second would be for $30 million a month to be given to me. Tax-free in a Swiss bank account. You know, if I had three wishes that I could make this holiday season, the first, of course, would be for all the children to get together and sing. The second would be for the $30 million every month to me. And the third would be for all-encompassing power over every living being and the entire universe. And if I had four wishes that I could make this holiday season, the first would be the crap about the kids. The second would be for the 30 million, the third would be for all the power, and the fourth would be to set aside one month each year to have an extended 31-day orgasm. There you go. <laughs> to be brought about slowly by Rosanna Arquette and that model Paulina somebody, I can't think of her name. Of course, my lovely wife can come too. And she's behind me 100% on this, I guarantee you. Wait a minute, maybe that sex thing should be the first wish. So if I made that the first wish, you know, because it could all go boom tomorrow, then what do you got, you know? No, no, the kids. The kids singing would be great. That, that would be nice. But wait a minute, who am I kidding? I mean, they're not going to be able to get all those kids together. I mean, the logistics of the thing, it's impossible. More trouble than it's worth. So we reorganize. Here we go. First, the sex thing. We go with that. Second, the money. No. We go with the power second, then the money, and then the kids. Oh, wait. Oh, geez. I forgot about revenge against my enemies. Okay. I need revenge against all my enemies. They should die like pigs in hell. Uh, eventually, the revenge against the enemies came on the top, and the sex was number two. And I'm with him on that, because <laughs> I'm not big on, on the enemies. No, I actually don't like to play the revenge game. Uh, anyway, just to lighten your spirits and uh, give you the true meaning of Christmas, sex is really important. And I do believe when I did get that email from uh, the fellow on LinkedIn, I, he was appreciative of the of the post that I put on LinkedIn. I had to think, what do I post on LinkedIn? And uh, so I went back and, and looked at some of my posts and they are, uh, you know, five reasons you should have sex with your husband every night. And... Um, also, uh, orgasm, just actually the truth about how many women have orgasms. It's way more than you think. And also other, let's see, information, the stay-at-home mom, the value of the stay-at-home mom. And also when we listen to what presides within, a remarkable voice speaks. True magic occurs when we listen. So these are the kinds of things, but... There's actually a whole lot more things, like I did uh, post this power tool for the pelvic floor. It's like a gymnasium for the pelvic floor, and it'll give you a rock star orgasm. So I'm sure those are the things that are appealing as well to his little eyes. Anyway, so we're back to the show. Tonight we have a great show. I'm going to be joined by a um, dating site investigator. Steve Wilson is going to join me, and we're going to talk about all those scams and and why you actually send $400,000 to men you've never met before. I mean, that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, and we're also going to be joined by, I never know what I'm going to talk about. The end of a show, I think, okay, 
I've talked about, I've been doing this for like five or six years now. Surely I've talked about every subject there is related to sex. What am I going to talk about next week? And lo and behold, I go into my office the next morning and literally the first three patients give me the content for the show. And that happened last week after I uh, went into the office on Monday morning. I, my first patient had been married twice and both times she said her husband's her husbands had cheated on her. The second time it was with her best friend. She told me she recently met a man who was a bit older than she was. He was in his 50s. They met at the dog park, all seemingly fine places. He'd courted her. Essentially, they dated. She went to his house. She checked him out online. She knew all the companies he owned. He seemed to have a lot of money. He then wanted to buy her a house. So they went house hunting. I mean, she, didn't, she wasn't this type. She didn't really want the house, but they went house hunting. And this woman left a big lifestyle back east, and she came here with uh, about $30,000 in the end. She said her this new guy she had met was good-looking, he was kind, he was generous, and she'd done all the checking, so they put in an offer on a $2 million house here in British Columbia. And it was at that point she received a message from a woman who said, do you like to stalk married men? She phoned the woman and left a message saying, your husband came after me. And she said she had no idea he was married and she was not that way inclined and she never would have um, gone out with him or or actually allowed him to purchase a house. I might have, but anyway, she didn't. Um, (laughs) So then she received a message from this man's son who was 20 years old. And the man's son said, listen, my father does this. He is off of his meds there. And. So she was grateful to have heard that, actually, and she never went back to him again. Um, There are a number of reasons women stick with men who cheat. In this case, it seems as though he may have had a mental illness. I'm not sure. But he was on medication, and and he was off his meds, and he'd apparently done it before. This kind of behavior is repeated. And when it's repeated and not dealt with, then it can be a problem. Cheating is very common. We're going to hear from Roxanne a bit later. Uh, She was actually the... The falsely accused woman who was not having an affair with a man, but the wife falsely accused her of that. So we're going to be talking to her a little bit later as well. Of course, I am going to talk to you about the mistakes you might be making in the bedroom, like faking an orgasm. That's never good. And I'll tell you why. I'll answer your emails as well. And I did promise on the Jill Bennett show this morning, uh, who we do have a little clip from her, but I'm going to play that a little bit later um, uh, (laughs) about... My friends of mine, I can't believe it. Anyway, what she what she thinks she's her her mind was in the gutter this six thirty this morning. Anyway, we'll play that a little bit later. But uh, we're going to be talking about erectile dysfunction and also premature ejaculation because that is the number one sexual dysfunction for men. Anyway, when I return, Steve Wilson joins me, and we're going to talk about those dating scams. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Roaring success at the CKNW Orphans Fund Pledge Day. $1,854,627 for the CKNW Orphans Fund. Well, this money will go directly to children with special needs. So whether that be individual grants for children that come from a low-income household, we also do large grants to other organizations focused on children. To those who volunteered and to those who pledged their support, thank you from the CKNW Orphans Fund. I'm still here to meet my granddaughter. I'm still here to be the mother of the bride. I'm still here to hold her hand. The BC Cancer Foundation is the largest funder of cancer research in BC. I'm still here. I'm still here. Still here. (laughs) Because of cancer research. When you give to cancer research, you change lives. 
Please donate to the BC Cancer Foundation today by visiting bccancerfoundation.com. I won't be at work for the next four days because Esso stations are giving away 50,000 aeroplane miles every hour. Enough for a round trip for my wife and I to fly almost anywhere in North America. I'm filling up right now, heading back in an hour for snacks, then a car wash the hour after that. Oh, when I get in, let's talk vacay. From now till December 7th, every hour is a chance to win 50,000 aeroplane miles at Esso stations. Register and then swipe your aeroplane card to enter. One entry per hour. Conditions apply. No purchase entry available. Details at aeroplan.com slash 30 years. Here's why you should make Tawasin Springs your next new home. It's an amazing golf course community with spectacular water, golf course, and mountain views, and a 10-minute walk to the beach. It's one, two, and three-bedroom plans up to 2,000 square feet in size, each built with solid concrete construction, all on freehold land and available for immediate occupancy. See Tawasin Springs from the inside out. Golf the course, book your tee time, and find your new home at TawassonSprings.ca. And sometimes you send me cards to the station, and I got one today, and it says, Life's a bowl of cherries because of nice people like you. Thanks. Thank you for my nut, S-P-X-X, D, maybe it looks like David. I have no idea. Anyway, I have no idea what I gave you or what, why you're thanking me or, or who it is. But anyway, thanks so much. I'm Maureen. I am the host. S of the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, and we're talking about a lot of different subjects related to sex. You wouldn't think that um, dating scams were one of the fiscal cyber crimes here in British Columbia, but they are. And Steve Wilson is a constable with the Delta Police Department, and he investigates all sorts of financial crimes. Welcome to the studio, Steve. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks so much. So these dating scams, you know, are big business these days and also you hear so much about a woman met a man online and she'd never seen him she actually had never had confirmation that he really was who he was and she sends him two hundred thousand dollars over time uh adding up she's going to save his life anyway yeah that's right (laughs) go figure yeah you know and and that's a big problem we're seeing and and what i try to do is uh, go throughout not only delta but um the province overall and i I just trying to tell people do a bit of due diligence before they start um sending money because what we're seeing a lot of times with these type of scams is um, they built a relationship with this person online over uh, a length of time, sometimes as long as six months. And then something happens with that relationship. And it, they're quite... Um, something like what happens? What do you um, mean? I've seen everything from um, um, the, per- the other person that they're in this online relationship with, their kids need medical attention. Um, there's a business, they need capital for a business and they ask for a loan. And, and that's where it starts. And then, well, can you just help me out a little bit here? You know, I'm going to come back to Vancouver. And of course, this person doesn't exist. But then the money starts to go. And, and I've seen in some cases where it's been close to a million dollars that people have lost. It, it's just unbelievable to me. I was talking to Jill Bennett about this this morning. She said they would have to pry the check out of her hand. <laughs> like, I don't know. I value money. I, and I yeah. just would not, ne- nor, near, near a lender nor a borrower be. Yeah. And I think, well, first of all, if I sent 200000 it would check. It would bounce for sure. But, uh, I, I, yeah, so what happens to people that they think they can save somebody or they think that it's love? And Well, you know, people's first miss... Uh, 
um, understandings. These aren't these aren't things that they've just they've got an online uh, relationship started, and a week later, people are phoning up asking for money. They'll spend you know four or five months, like I was saying, building up a relationship with this person. And by the time I get it, and, and the funds are already gone, but I get all the emails and the correspondence, and you can see the the depth of the relationship they built up, even though they've never met each other. They have no idea whether or not the, the other person actually exists, but they feel so um, compelled, Compelled, I guess, to, to help this person out. They feel that this is someone that's actually part of their life. They're in an actual true relationship with this person. And, that, and at what point do they realize, oh my gosh, I've just spent, I've just sent $200,000 to somebody and it's, it's gone into an abyss and they were a criminal basically. <sighs> what, what, what turns the light on? Uh, you know what? Honestly, um, I've seen it happen where the money's gone and then all of a sudden the person on the other end stops communicating. Okay. Um, I've seen other cases, unfortunately, where they, they've kept sending money um, and then what the scenario changes. And um, for instance, this one particular case, um, the person was um, stuck in, a, in a, an airport. In, I believe it was in Europe somewhere and they needed help getting out of the airport because they'd lost their passport. So that person would come into the... Um, uh, the police agency and ask for assistance. And then we're, the first question I always ask is, have you sent any money? And then it, then it comes out. Right. Are there particular people who are targeted or particular types of people like that, um, that have a particular personality, you know, they, the nicer people on the planet, are they the more gullible people, more vulnerable people that would be chosen or can a, can a criminal actually say this person's never going to give me, send me their money? No, you know what? These, these scammers are professionals. It's not like um, the Nigerian scam that we heard of like 20, 30 years ago where it was a letter and um, the spelling was bad, the grammar is bad. You could tell right away. These, these are professional. The, the spelling is great. I mean, it's like poetry these people are writing. I mean, it, it's easy for anybody to get hooked into this. And we're seeing um, people in their, their early 30s all the way up to 70s and 80s, male and female, getting hooked into these. Getting hooked in and, sending, yeah. and losing their life savings losing potentially. Yeah. So there's also these dating scams. You, we were talking earlier and you were describing, you know, this online dating is big and you really don't know who's on the other end of the line. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I had a situation here. I'm no private investigator, but <laughs> I, I had a patient who was questioning uh, if somebody, w- she actually thought he was seeing other women, and I was saying he was married. So I actually had a social media person, a male, pretend he was her. So this man is actually communicating with another man. Right. He has no idea. So anyway, he said, I can figure this out in two texts. And he did. He figured it out in two texts. And it was it was over. It was done. So these there are dating scams though all over that are that are big business so tell me about those yeah and so the dating scams are pretty much the same idea as any of the other scams and it's you know they go into the um the dating websites there's numerous groups out there that are doing that and then what they'll do is they'll try and lure the person off of that site because they'll have their own email and usually they'll go to a different email header um and then they'll do the same thing they'll keep building in the relationship and it, the person's always asking when am i going to get to see you and it's always you know i'm stuck here or i've got a business <laughs> deal that has to to get finished up before I can come and see you. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And there, you were saying though, it's like an operation, and that there are like they where they yeah. hire a bunch of kids and they're in a room and they're all being. Yeah, it's big business. These yeah. potential yeah. suitors or potential partners in life. Yeah. And yeah. is it more men that women or than women that do this, or more women that men than men? I don't know the actual st- jet lag. Yeah, I don't know the actual stats, but I'm sure it's equally both right across the board yeah so women will lure men in as well yeah and and it's general is it generally about money is this well that's that's what they're after at the end of the day i mean they're always looking to get money but they're not they're going to take their time 
right? And they're going to see, you know, that by the time they built up a relationship with you, they've got a pretty good idea of your social background and what you're worth. And then they're going to play that to their advantage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. And, and because people share so much information oh, online. Yeah. I mean, you can just Google anybody and, yeah. you know, find out their ex-wives, their children. Yeah. I mean, between Facebook and, and yep. LinkedIn and just... Plain old Google. Oh, yeah. It's it's never ending. I mean, if, if your pa- favorite pet's a dog, the person on the other end of the line is going to have a dog. Absolutely, and, and yeah. That's going to be the bond that's going to... The one thing I never understood is how people can post things about their own children online. I, I really take issue with that because I think it, in, it places children at risk. It places... Uh, it, it's, it's not fair. It's unnecessary. Uh, there's absolutely no reason to post anything. And I'm sure I'm offending a million of my friends at the moment because I think it's a big, people know, they can find out where people live, they can find out where they go to school. And I think you have to be very careful. So I think when parents post it, it's where they're treading into dangerous waters. Yeah, yeah And even, even birth announcements, you know, there's no reason, no God-given reason to even put a birth announcement in a, in a paper today or because it will go online and people will know you have a new baby in the home. Uh, and I think it's, I think today's day is, uh, day and age is very different and it's very risky. Yeah. And we, we have to be careful what you put out there. I mean, you know, that's the bottom line with that, right? You do. Yeah. We all should be fakes out there, shouldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Faking it is never good though in sex. <laughs> but, but, but I'm sure a lot of people do put on um, false identity as well. They're, oh, yeah. they're not who they claim to be. Yeah. And, and that's a part of luring, well, obviously a part of luring people in. Yeah, so right. what, I mean, you, you hear about this in older people as well, that they, they have to send, uh, actually recently a friend of mine was in, um, he was in, where the heck was he? <laughs> in the, one of the Eastern Bloc countries and he lost his passport and needed, you know, to be identified. And he's like, the authorities will be calling you. I'm like, I don't buy this for a second. <laughs> I don't believe it. And, you know, a few didn't believe it as well, but it was in fact true. Yeah. So you can't even really help a friend when. Yeah. And it, it, it still always comes down to the same thing as just doing the due diligence, you know, doing some checking to see if it's true what, you, what you're seeing online. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, well, thank you so much. Uh, older people, I was going to say, older people get sucked in quite a bit. They send money to their grandchildren, yes. alleged grandchildren. Yeah. They send money, but, you know, for to a cousin for medical purposes. Um, you know, so that's, and, and it's difficult to get them or they think they've won a cruise and they have to give, I've won so many cruises. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. unbelievable. And, and flights, yeah. but, um, you know, and they of course want my credit card, but you yeah. know, but people need to be warned about that. And we probably, no. yeah, absolutely. And you know, the big thing job. we tell people is, uh, like once the money's sent, it's gone. It's gone. And the chances absolutely. of us getting it back yeah. to them is absolutely. You know, it's like investing in a scam as well. Yeah. When you invest in a scam, it's gone. You're never going to see it again. Anyway, Steve That's Wilson, right. thank you so much Great. for joining me tonight. It's Great information. And uh, when I come back, we're going to be talking to Roxanne and she's going to be telling us about how she was falsely accused. I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen, host of the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I wanted to read an email from Allison, and the subject is, While split up with the man you love. My boyfriend moved out and left me devastated. A few weeks later, I went to a male friend's house. 
He comforted me when I was very upset. We got into a bit of a problem when he wanted sex. I stopped it before anything happened. Now my boyfriend and I are trying to get back together, but people have told him I was sleeping with this guy. He will not believe what happened when I tell him, and he says I cheated on him. How can I fix this and make him realize that nothing happened and he is the only one for me? First of all, (laughs) Allison, thank you so much for your email. Um, you're never going to make him realize that nothing happened. It's, it's his choice. This email and this relationship is about power because sex is about power and it's an imbalance of power. Quite honestly, he has the power over you at the moment. You've been left in the vulnerable position. He hasn't treated you very well. He, he's left you devastated. He obviously hasn't told you why he had left you. And um, so you've got to find your power within. If you want him back, Don't let him know you want him back. Do not go begging. Nobody likes anybody who's groveling. The second problem here is that when you went to a male friend, uh, he is comforting you, and then he wants sex. He basically throws you under the bus. I would say both of these men are disappointing. Jill Bennett and I had a conversation this morning about about this very thing. And I told her, I, I do a lot of work around violence against women. I think how that started. But, you know, quite honestly, I get thrown under the bus a lot more by women than men. And men are have been very helpful to me and very supportive. Unsolicited advice. They check in on me. How are things going? Recently, I needed some assistance. They uh, connected me with the right people. And Jill and I spoke about this this morning. And uh, Anyway, it made me a little bit nervous. If you think, uh, can we, can women and men just be friends? Here you go. The other thing that's interesting is the male who wanted to comfort her um, then desires sex from her. You know, <laughs> can women be friends with men? <laughs> is the question. <laughs> I like to think yes. I mean, many men have, many male friends of mine have been so supportive of me and interested for my career and very helpful, offering advice and and. You know, I needed a lawyer recently, and um, people were giving me, uh, you know, names of, you know, these top lawyers in the field, and, you know, unsolicited, and and have been great friends. But, you know, these men are are behaving poorly in this situation. Women can behave poorly as well. It's it's always equal. The men, women are not better than men, and men are not better than women. (laughs) I think women are better at being friends, though. And I dare say every one of those men who are being nice and being friends with you, given the green light, would want to have sex with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's double laughing. That Whoa, this is <laughs> 6.30 on a Sunday morning. <laughs> I like to compartmentalize that way down deep somewhere. <laughs> there you go. And, you know, I think <laughs> getting controversial on Jill Bennett. <laughs> It's all about the sex. Always, it reverts back to that. Uh, you know, I, I honestly don't. <laughs> I don't think so. And um, but let's see. I've perhaps got, been rendered speechless. <laughs> that is- uh, you know, the difference is <laughs> uh, sexual desire is different for men and for women. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I was trying to say. Absolutely. That might be why. <laughs> so not with, not with regard to me. Uh, well, I'm going to have to check with all of them. No. Okay. Well, this, see, this could make a whole new show. But, I'll get back to you next Sunday. Yes. Now, Jill. Well, I did check with my friends and they actually want Jill's number. Anyway, um, but, you know, can men and women be friends? It begs that question. And also, Allison, I hope you find some strength and some courage and know that never rely on a man. Whether it be emotionally or financially, men do not complete you. Uh, if you want to um, help or uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Um, if you want to improve your relationship with this ex-boyfriend of yours uh, in terms of the communication and respect for one another and trust, obviously there are trust issues both ways and that's the foundation of a relationship. I would suggest that you do that. And next time, Allison, if you could send me your email address um, so I can I, I could respond to you. Uh, with a longer note. Anyway, um, I also got a uh, message from Sally, and she wrote, Maureen, I want to drop you a note, and thank you for the nuggets of inspiration on your LinkedIn feed. I'm in the process of separating from my husband after 15 years. It's been a difficult time. It's been so hard to make sense of the changes to his behavior over the past year, but I find reading your links and quotes very helpful to me to try to understand how a man could cheat and then end up and leave his wife and two children after 15 years. Thank you, Maureen, so much for your show and the postings. Sally. Sally, uh, during this time, I was posting a fair bit about sex addiction, and I believe that is what uh, she felt the behaviors that were associated with her husband um, had had. And, and cheating necessarily is not uh, that a man has sex addiction. And in fact, if, if you try and stop a man who you see has been online with somebody or cheating with somebody, and they do in fact stop, that's a sure sign that they're not a sex addict, because sex addicts will never stop. They will continue to go after that person. So that's just a little clarification on that. So... Sometimes you may be sitting in a hockey rink and you look and you see your husband and he has is texting somebody and he's smiling as he's doing it and you realize or you maybe pick up the phone and think, who's he texting on a weekend? And you pick up the phone and you see that he's texting with a woman and you lose it. Not on your husband. You lose it on the woman. And you may, in fact, call that woman. Roxanne joins me in the studio. This is exactly what happened to her. Welcome to the studio, Roxanne. Thank you, Maureen. Oh, you're welcome. And thanks for sharing your story. Now, you were uh, uh, not seeing somebody, actually, but you were falsely accused because you were texting with a friend of yours, a male friend of yours, and you were just friends. Although, according to Jill Bennett... (laughs) He probably wanted to have sex with you. Anyway, because that's all men are about. And, you know, men get really upset when I say that. But anyway, so tell me about your story. Yeah, so it happened um, not long ago. I had a really dear friend who passed away. And uh, this other friend was traveling overseas with his family. And, um, you know, he sort of knew that I was going through this, uh, you know, difficult time. And uh, we were sending some texts back and forth. And... A person who is fairly high profile in the business community in Vancouver and, um, you know, fairly good friend who had made it very clear on multiple occasions that he did, in fact, want to um, pursue the relationship into the. But but you weren't. Absolutely not. And so, you know, for me, I I had uh, no interest in that and did not want to be involved with with him, um, you know, and he he is married. And so you uh, knew he was married. Of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, we sent some texts. I went to bed and woke up the next morning and had um, several texts and a voicemail. And so I checked my voicemail and it was his irate uh, wife um, going off and she had sent a couple of texts as well. And I think where I had left the conversation off the night before was, you know, thank you so much for being such a great friend and, um, you know, some sort of, you know, grateful you're there for me and, and hope to see you soon. And I think what she had replied with, I hope you'll enjoy him. I'm well, but wait a second. Before you, say that, <laughs> before you say that, what was the text message that he sent to you that 
caused her to... Yeah, it was sort of, you know, I, I love you and I'll, I'm always going to be there for you. Or love you will always be there for you as a friend. Okay. You know, something so something can, to that effect. Can you see where a wife might get upset when she reads a text from her husband to another woman that says, love you, I'll always be there for you? Yeah, Especially absolutely. after he didn't empty the dishwasher that day or <laughs> clean the toilets or pick up the kids. So that might get... So... so well, what had been interesting was that he had not, she had not confronted him or asked him about it. She had just gone directly and phoned me and, and texted me. And so she had, uh, do you want me to share what she had said? Yes, of course. <laughs> this is a sharing show. <laughs> when women share their stories, they empower other women and girls. So go for it. Well, she had said, yeah, I hope you have a great life together and you'll enjoy his low sex drive and his uh, <laughs> depression. <laughs> Hell hath no fury like a woman scorn. So now we know. Now you th- you believe that he has low sex drive. You I, didn't want him before, and now you definitely don't want him. Had not been my perception. Had not been. <laughs> <laughs> so on top of it, she's lying. <laughs> so perhaps there was some trouble in the relationship, which is why he was going outside of the relationship in the first place. Um, so your perception wasn't that he had low sexual desire. My perception would not have been that uh, he would have had low sex desire. I would have thought that he's maybe not feeling very connected in his marriage. And why did you think he didn't have low sexual desire? um, Because he had made his interest abundantly clear to me. To to you. (laughs) And so you you maintained the friendship, which is which is interesting. Not not always an easy thing to do when someone is really interested in that and you're not. And so. Um, yeah, but we had, you know, worked things out and, and figured out sort of a good place for us that was a friendship and platonic. Okay. And so, as as Jill says, she thinks it's easier for women to be friends with, with men than it is for men uh, to be friends with women. I maintain that <laughs> that <laughs> men can be friends. I, I have a higher standard for men, and I do, in fact, believe that men can be friends uh, with women. Do you know where they are, those men? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a whole list. I'm naive and blonde, but I do. <laughs> I prefer my male friends in many ways because I find them, they're straight shooters. They're, um, you know, they tell it like it is. They are problem solvers. You can't even get the, the story out before they've solved your problem. They're willing to help and they're happy for your success. And, and I find women will, you know, as that woman did, throw you under the bus a little bit, right? Um, and, and doesn't hold her husband accountable in a way. I mean, she, did, she, she didn't speak to him about it at all or to your knowledge? Uh, once she had sort of uh, gone irate on me and sort of done that, then she had gone back and confronted him and he had clarified to her that I was not involved in it and that I had never crossed the line in that way. Right. Interesting goes, you know, the goes for the jugular of the other woman, of the alleged other woman. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. So which is why also we're we're perpetuating this. You know, women perpetuate when they don't hold men accountable or when men don't hold women accountable for their cheating either. I don't think men mind that much when women cheat, though. Um, I think they might. I, okay, thanks so much. I haven't mentioned Luke Meat, who's the technical producer, and he's giving me... A, okay, you would mind if your uh, wife cheated, but no, I, I'm talking on the whole. I did mind. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. That's a hot topic. Maybe you, you should be a guest on the show, Luke. Well, I love to hear... 
<laughs> these stories. Anyway, Roxanne, thank you so much for sharing that story because I think it happens much more commonly than we realize. Anyway, when I come back, I'm going to tell you how to help to improve things in the bedroom. Set your standards high. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I'm Maureen. I'm your host. I totally forgot that I had some one last pair of my package underwear. They are a large, lar- size large, so I'm looking for a big guy out there. Uh, give me a call if, and talk to me if you want to win this underwear. It's um, a great Christmas gift, so you, know, you can call. If it's for your man, if you like, or um, the number to call is 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Star 9898 on your cell. So give me a call if you want to win that. Premature ejaculation. It affects almost every man at some point in his life. And this is the number one most common sexual dysfunction. And I know I've told you to think of your mother-in-law, um, and that will slow things down. You can also um, put do some baseball stats in your head. You can replay your last round of golf or that skiing, you know, the, the black double black diamond run you took. Um, that may or may not work, but, um, there are a couple of other tips that I wanted to give you. Uh, biofeedback is something that can be very helpful for you, but just hang on a second. Of course, I got the callers on the line. They don't, <laughs> they want to hear about the squeeze, which is coming up next. I have uh, Chris on the line. Hey, Chris. Hey, how are you doing? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Great. Are you a big guy? <laughs> <laughs> Big enough for a size large my package. Is that what you're calling for? Yeah, that's what I'm calling for. Or did you have a question? <laughs> well, no, I have no questions. I'm just enjoying listening tonight. Oh, thank you very much. It's nice of you to listen. Are you driving? I am. I'm coming home from a hockey game. Oh, great. Oh, good. <laughs> well, you know what? You can talk to Luke, and uh, he can tell you where to pick up my package. Well, thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks so much for listening and the call. Okay, so biofeedback is a way. It's... Um, it's the idea that you can regulate your own neurophysiology or how your body responds to physical sensations. Do not forget that I am a nurse. And biofeedback is a big part of my of the work that I do in my clinical practice. There's many different types, but the most common uh, type for treating premature ejaculation is to bring yourself right to the edge of orgasm before stopping all sexual or masturbatory activity until you're, you have your excitement under control. It's, it's also uh, termed edging, coming to the edge of this. And if you practice this technique, you can help teach your brain and your body to better control that orgasmic response. That's one way. Another way is the, the squeeze. And so if you can feel your orgasm coming on, stop and squeeze right below the head of your penis, right below the glands. Um, apply firm pressure with your thumb and forefinger, and then you want to focus the pressure on the urethra, the tube running along the underside of the penis. And so this is another type of biofeedback, and it's similar to edge to the edging that I spoke about. But it will momentarily decrease that sexual tension, which will repress your ejaculatory response, and that will delay ejaculation for you. The other way is ladies first. So if you are, or, or partner first, I should say. That's not really fair to say ladies first, because there are many people in same-sex relationships, and these apply uh, all across the board. Uh, if you help your partner to finish first, whether you use your mouth or your fingers or a toy, uh, understanding or realizing the fact that your partner has enjoyed an orgasm may relieve some of the pressure that you are feeling. Um, so if you bring that pressure into the into the bedroom, 
especially if you have a pressure that the two of you are going to orgasm together, which is very rare, uh, it may it may not happen at all. Do not expect it. It's very rare. In fact, less than 15% of couples can orgasm at the same time. So don't even try to go after that. It's better to enjoy the time each yourselves. Um, desensitizers, I'm not big on, but they are something that a lot of people try and um, try to or use to try and decrease their ejaculation, make it last longer than two minutes. That's generally the definition. But what I don't like about desensitizers is they desensitize the penis, so it lessens the sensation, and that's the idea of keeping control. You can adjust the amount of of sensitization. There are sprays. There's a new product called Promescent that has come on the market, and I'm actually not sure it's in Canada yet. I should actually check, but it is, in fact, on Canada. I've just had uh, word from (laughs) my assistant. (laughs) Anyway, it is is available in Canada, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T. Um, see, I don't really promote those, so I'm not, I'm not big on them. Condom control is another way. Um, <clears throat> it acts like a slip-on desensitizer. Many men uh, are prescribed antidepressants as well because that will slow things down also. Um, but this, um, you know, if you have anxiety, that may cause um, you to orgasm faster as well. If you have... Um, other life issues going on, other conflicts going on in your life that are unresolved, stress at work, all of those may um, lead to premature ejaculation as well. So there's lots of things you can do to try and slow things down, And but it, practice makes perfect. And, and you've got to be a compliant patient. You can't be impatient and say, this is not working. I tried this once. These things um, take time as well. So, you know, there's so many things. The The sort of the other aspect that's related to your penis is erectile dysfunction. And that happens to many men all across the life cycle. Uh, And it increases as people age. But we're actually seeing erectile dysfunction in young men. And is it related to porn? Is it related to, um, you know, the lack of intimacy? I mean, is it, you know, uh, the drugs? Is it related to the smoking, obesity? There are many environmental factors that can contribute. Depression is an often overlooked erogenous zone. I mean, uh, often overlooked um, con- medical condition because the brain is uh, an erogenous zone and it is the largest sex organ. But if you are, are depressed or you have your neurotransmitters are out of whack, is what I like to say. Um, you're, that is definitely going to impact your erection. And the sexual excitement, remember, starts in your head and works its way down. So depression can dampen your desire and will lead to erectile dysfunction. And But the other thing is the double whammy is, or no whammy at all, um, many of the drugs used to treat, that are used to treat depression, the, the SSRIs, can suppress your sex drive and make it even harder to get an erection, no pun intended. Alcohol is another big factor. Um, A lot of people think I'll have a couple of drinks, get in the mood, and and then they have a few drinks and the erection is deflated. So you really want to uh, keep that alcohol to a minimum, certain medications, uh, and especially ones that are in your um, cupboard in in the bathroom, in your medicine cabinet. And there's so many medications, blood pressure medications, pain medications, antidepressants, also cold medications can, and certain street drugs, drugs can um, 
cocaine, marijuana can also impact your erection as well. Stress, as I said, is huge. But the one I want to talk about is anger. And anger in men is, you know, is rampant. Uh, it's It can be a big problem in relationships. I hear it all the time from the female patients how angry their partner, their male partner, uh, has gotten. So it can make the blood rush to your face. Uh, instead of where your blood should rush to, which is your penis. Remember what Robin Williams said, God gave a man a brain and a penis, but only enough blood to run one at a time. So if you're being angry, the blood is rushing to the wrong place, and it's also difficult to feel romantic. Anyway, when I come back, we'll wrap up the show, and I'll tell you what we have coming up next week. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. (laughs) 